Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Jackie Gadeen. Jackie is a business and career strategist and co-founder of The Resting Mind, a company that propels high-achieving 40-plus women who want greater success and are ready to own their worth to get it. She is a certified life coach and trained at the Goal Imagery Institute, specializing in neuroscience and positive psychology. She's a TEDx speaker and has been featured on Today with Hoda and Jenna, Business Insider, Thrive Global, and is a VIP expert at Fairy God Boss. Prior to becoming a coach, she was associate publisher at Ad Age, where she was responsible for building new businesses, driving revenue, and leading a diverse team. And I am so glad to have you with me today, Jackie. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Angel. I am delighted to be here. This is going to be such a wonderful conversation. I am a fan of your podcast, so I feel honored to be sitting with you. Oh, well, thank you so much for being a fan. We love hearing that. So I want to start our time together here, Jackie, by asking you, I feel like I want to ask you, were you like a little coach when you were a child? <laughs> I, I, it's funny. I was. I, I'm an only child. So I always led. It just is how I was. And if somebody asked me to do something and everybody else was doing it, I purposely wouldn't because I felt as though I needed to always lead the charge. So I was the person everyone came to for advice and information. I actually thought about being a psychologist when I was younger. And uh, it was just natural for me since an early age. Yeah, well, it's it's funny. I don't know why that question came, but that was the first one that wanted to be asked. So what I'd love to have you do is kind of give us a little storyline of, you know, going from being a little coach when you were a kiddo to going through a career track, obviously, and then making the decision to start your own thing. So if you could talk a little bit about that, what happened in that journey and specifically what made you the de- make the decision to start your own thing? I always had a North Star to be successful. I grew up in a middle-class family and I saw my parents struggle up and down. And I always said to myself, I want to make enough money to buy in my you know 12-year-old way, my mom a Jaguar. She always liked Jaguars. And I always had that North Star. So since I was young, I always thought I'm just going to keep being successful. I envisioned myself carrying a briefcase at a young age with big curly hair because it was the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just what I wanted to do. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. So I went through my whole college with an eye on law school. And then my senior year, I thought I can't put my head on my pillow at night. I'm too empathetic to be able to 
put someone behind bars or be responsible for their life. Cause I wanted to be a child lawyer, of course, in a big mouth. I was a cheerleader <laughs> <laughs> and I, I panicked because I was a, t- a type A achiever and not knowing what I wanted next was really uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And I happened to take one book publishing course and I fell in love with publishing. So after school, I went and applied for any publishing job I can get. And from there, I launched into a long career in publishing and media and grew through lots of different rungs of the ladder and companies. And as you mentioned in the bio, most recently as AdAge's associate publisher where I ran the business. And I really loved my job, but my, my daughter is adopted. She, my husband and I couldn't get pregnant. And after six failed IVFs, we finally got my daughter and she was in kindergarten and really struggling. She was struggling behaviorally, struggling academically for a kindergartner. And I just couldn't do both. I just couldn't be the mom I wanted to be and also have this big career. And there's actually a story that I talk about in my TED Talk. It was this moment that was eye-opening when my daughter said in a kindergarten reading where she had to talk about her mom and she said, when I'm sick, uh, my mom and had a blank and she had to fill it in. And she said, takes me to my grandma's. And it was my aha moment that that's the memory that she had. Like mom wasn't there when she was sick. And I, it was a couple of those instances that made me say, I don't want to do this anymore. So I sat down with my husband. I was like, we need to, we need to do something different. And he was like, just stop working. You know, we'll figure it out. So I just stepped off and I didn't step off saying, I'm going to be a coach. I stepped off saying, I don't know what I want to do. And as a type A, again, it's really uncomfortable when your identity is tied to your worth and your your title. Mm. And so for the first six months when people would ask me, oh, well, what do you do? I would say I'm associate publisher of AdAge, even though I had left Mm. because I had been so uncomfortable with not knowing who I was. I, I lost myself in my job. So the best gift I gave to myself was really doing an exploration of who I was that had nothing to do with success and the amount of money I brought in, or even being a mom, it had to do with who I was. And it was the most beautiful journey I could have given myself. And I couldn't have been as successful as I am today without that exploration of myself. Mm, Beautiful. Well, there's a lot in your story that I just really want to highlight and underscore for our listeners. And, And there's parts of it that I also shared. I spent 20 years in the real estate industry and Um, My kiddo was about six years old, seven years old when I got my wake up call and it became clear to me that I needed to leave and stop doing what I was doing and, and be at home. And so that was what got me started in the entrepreneurial space as well is that immense pull in my heart that caused me to say, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And so if there's anyone out there who's listening, who has that pull in your heart to stay home with your kids and find a different way, let this just be an opportunity for you to know that it's possible. Um, Both of us are standing here, you know, several years later or many years later, and uh, we have replaced more than I've more than replaced my income. And I'm sure that you have done the same, Jackie. So the other thing that I heard in there that I want to also talk about is you said that you ran the business at AdAge. So basically what I hear there is, is that 
first of all, you got into book publishing and you were doing the book publishing thing, but then ultimately you rose to a position of actually running the business side of things. And I think this is a place where women, when they step into entrepreneurship, they may step in because either they're called to be full-time parents or you know, staying at home with their kiddo or because they have this big passion to serve a specific audience or a specific problem, but they may not have the business side of things. So since you're a business strategist, I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what it was like for you to decide to start your own business and what of your business brain did you bring into entrepreneurship? Well, first off, even with all of my business acumen, it didn't prepare me as much as I thought it would for being an entrepreneur. So I'm just being transparent. I always think of it this way. When I was running the business, I was very good at leadership. I was really good at strategy. I was a terrible, a terrible at Excel spreadsheets and organization. And so when I started my business, people would say, well, how do you not know this about Excel? And I said, I had a Mei Lin because Mei Lin was my, my executive assistant, right? Well, how do you not know how to create this? I was like, I had a Julia. So they think the thing about entrepreneurship is you go from being in business and being in your lane. And even if the lane is wide, you know your lane. And then all of a sudden you're an entrepreneur and you're dropped in this six lane superhighway, right? The cars are going really fast and you don't know which way to go. And people are slowing down and speeding up and you are in reactionary mode. So the the one thing that I had to adjust was recognizing I couldn't be the expert in everything. I had to figure out where my zone of geniuses were and where I needed support outside of myself or where I needed to learn something and give myself that space to do that. And the thing that I think has been super helpful for me is my background was in sales. So that that gap that often exists for women, especially entrepreneurs, and when we work with entrepreneurs, Angel, it's amazing how many of them won't ask for the order, mm-hmm. won't actually physically talk about their rates for their service. And it's part of why we exist is because I want women to feel empowered and understand their worth and the value they deliver and be able to articulate that. But there is a tremendous gap. And so that really separated me from other entrepreneurs. And it allowed me, even if other things weren't working well, I was comfortable and confident in what I did and asking for my value. And it it gave me an edge. And that was my, I think my biggest leap in my business is just being able to be comfortable with that. Yeah. Well, and you and I are both similar again in that way. I started selling when I was seven years old in my mom's in-house yarn shop, (laughs) you know, so it was no problem for me to say, okay, you want this ball of yarn? You have to give me the money. But I, I see the same thing. I see the same thing with many of my uh, colleagues. I see the same thing with many of my clients, not knowing even how to craft an offer, not knowing how to have the selling or enrollment conversation, not knowing how to, or feeling skeezy about asking for money. So basically, I'd love to have you talk a little bit now about the resting mind. And when you're talking about being a business and career strategist, I'm guessing you're doing it through that business, correct? Yes. And and actually, we just, it's so funny, we just changed the name of our organization. We did a rebrand two weeks ago. So it's brand new. And we changed the, the name of the company to Modern Gen X Woman because we 
weren't articulating who we were for. And the more we were in the marketplace, people, you know, because we work with with Gen X women, we want to empower this, this generation that have been kind of pushed down and, you know, blending in the background or the workhorse that isn't getting promoted. And so we just, we just rebranded and everything is through that lens of how do you step into being a modern Gen X woman? It's within us. It's within all of us, but a lot of times it's hidden or a lot of times our subconscious thoughts and our, the way we grew up, you know, being a latchkey kid, being fiercely independent, going through several recessions, all of those things have created us to be a risk adverse generation and also a fiercely independent generation, lone wolves working in the background, not asking for what they want, not being able to negotiate what they need. And so everything that we do is through that lens and under that modern Gen X woman umbrella. Beautiful. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about modern Gen X woman and uh, where you can find out more about Jackie and her great work. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we're going to exercise our asking muscle and we are going to ask you for your help. If you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I want to celebrate. We have just found out we've just won our fourth award in two years. We won the Davy Award, uh, silver in the the Davy Awards, and the Davy Award organization rewards small independent producers of creative content, the Davids in the world of the Goliath. So it's a pretty lovely award, and I'm very excited about that. And I want to say thank you so much to our listeners and our guests and also my amazing team who takes care of making me shine on the back end, and we're going to just celebrate that award. I also want to say a big thank you to our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We're up to 92 countries now, and I want to shout out this week to our listeners in New York on Long Island, where Jackie is, as well as our listeners in, let's see what we got here, St. Martin. Let's go to the Caribbean, right? And Hungary. And we will be right back with Jackie Gadeen. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Jackie Gadeen. You can find out more about Jackie at moderngenxwoman.com forward slash manifesto. She has something special there for you. And we will have that in the show notes. So why don't you let us know, Jackie, what is this manifesto? Tell us a little bit more about that. 
We, my business partner, so the Modern Genetics Woman, I, I am a co-founder with my business partner. And when we sat down, we thought about all of the things that a Gen X woman is and all the things that the most successful Gen X women embrace. So what we what we decided to do is create a manifesto. I think our generation, all women specifically, but specifically our generation loves to be inspired every day, loves to feel like there is a North Star or a guide, or as we started when you and I first you know, talked today, you said, what's the intention? Setting the intentions, right? So if we can set our intentions for the day, we can decide how we show up every day. So the manifesto is a list of things on how Gen X, the modern Gen X woman should show up. So how to be a CEO, how to captain your own ship, how to stop blending in and to be bold, how to ask for help. Our generation doesn't ask for help, right? With a have it all generation, which means we need to do it all to maintain at all. So the manifesto is is a just a beautiful download for people to put on their refrigerator on their desk and be able to look at it for inspiration and intentions every single day. Beautiful. Well, we want to make sure that you ladies get a hold of that. And again, we'll have that for you in the show notes. So I want to talk about partnering now, Jackie. And I feel like this is especially poignant when we talk about Gen X, where we don't ask for help, right? So when you don't ask for help, it can cause all kinds of calamities when you're an entrepreneur, because if you're trying to do all the things, you're not going to do anything correctly. Also, if you then take it to the next level, like you have with the idea of partnering with someone else, like there's a big difference between delegating to a team, like getting over that hurdle of figuring out that you need a team and getting the money to come in that will cover the costs of the team and getting everybody on the same page and leading them. But then if you take it to the next level of partnering, I'd love to hear if you have any insights about how you went through your process of starting a business in a partnership format and what you may have had to overcome internally to allow that to happen so that the two of you could thrive together. That's a great question. And I'm going to be completely candid in one way, which is my business partner, actually, I knew of her for about 15 years. I had a colleague who was very good friends with her who had met her through work. And so we had heard about each other for years. And when she had finished her coaching program, my girlfriend was telling me and I said, oh, you know, we should have coffee. Can you connect us? It'd be great to talk to another coach. And we sat down at a coffee shop and we just clicked. There was something about our goals, our vision of what we wanted to do for Gen X women. We both were doing something different. We were just small businesses. And we weren't very strategic about coming together just yet. So we decided, like, let's explore this and see what you want out of a business, what I want out of a business. And let's start and see if even our vision is the same. And once the vision was the same, we recognized very quickly that we are the yin and the yang of each other. And so I am the creative strategy content big idea woman. 
And Mimi is the organized, linear, make sure that our processes are in order woman. And I am—I have a background in brain science and neuroscience. That's what my coaching is based on. And hers is energy, leadership. So everything we did was kind of combining all of these things. So we, we actually work with business partners to help them identify where their differences are, how they communicate, and also how, how you help people and meet them where they are. I'm an external processor. I process as I talk and really quickly. And my business partner is an internal processor. So when I spit out an idea, I know that I have to give her space to go off and like consider it and chew on it and think about it versus, you know, my old colleague that was like a partner to me at AdAge, we were both big idea people and we would talk through it. So I had to learn how to give her the space that she needs. And she also has, she also learned how to let me go on my crazy tangents and figure out what pieces of that we can pull out that we can kind of run with that made sense. So really aligning and complementing each other. But the first thing truly is making sure you have the same vision and then going into the business, knowing that it is not a 50, 50 partnership. It's a hundred percent, 100%. Because if you're both giving a hundred percent, when someone gives 60 or 50, the business is still thriving. And that that's a different mindset than everything being equal. Because if you go into it that way, you're always going to feel like the shoe's about to drop on the other foot. Yeah. Plus you're also running the accounting, that weird ledger sheet that runs at the back of your head of like, I did this and nothing's happening over there kind of thing, I would imagine. Uh, So yeah, I love the idea of partnering in a hundred percent, hundred percent type of mindset. That's beautiful. All right. So Jackie, why don't you share with us, first of all, how long have the two of you had the modern Gen X woman now that it's rebranded? Obviously that's brand new, but the business itself has been around for a little time. I'd love to hear how long that's been going for you, You know what it's been like to do business with each other and with the world. And if you want to share a success story with some, you know, with one of your clients that you've helped either as a business or career strategist, that would be great. Our third anniversary is coming up in February. So we're really excited about that. So we launched in 2019, started getting momentum and guess what happened? (laughs) COVID. And it was really, the wheels really came off the bus for many of us. If you were especially a brand new entrepreneur, everything just stopped and all the clients dried up because everyone was in a state of panic. And what we did is we just pivoted. We're like, we're just not going to pitch anything. We're not going to sell anything. We have a Facebook community, a very, very engaged Facebook community. So we're just going to serve them in our newsletter audience. We're just going to give and give and give and give. We're going to coach live. We're going to do all of these things because this is a time where we want to give back to our community. And it ended up being the best strategy for us because when things started opening up, people were so grateful for everything we had done that our business just started flourishing. And then we got on the Today Show with Hoda and Jenna and It was instant realization about the power and impact that we have together because there's an energy to us that draws people in. And also what we talk about and really how we position ourselves to let women know that you have to know your worth, you have to understand your value, and you have to be able to articulate that confidently and consistently in the marketplace 
women tend when they're uncomfortable to talk a lot. They tend to talk so much that the the facts and the data and what you've done gets lost. They tend to talk so much that it sounds as though they're not even confident in themselves. So it is really a strategic way of showing up every single day that can bolster you and being able to articulate exactly what your zone of genius is that doesn't sound like everyone else. And, you know, that comes from decades in sales where I'd interview salespeople and be like, hey, tell me how you're different. Tell me what it, how you're different from the five people before and after you. And they'd be like, I'm a consultative seller. And I was like, yeah, you and everybody else, right? <laughs> like people don't even know what they bring and what they value differently. So that's really been our journey. And we've gotten to this point where that's been the backbone of our business, because what we realized is it doesn't matter if you're in your career or, or as an entrepreneur, it's their owning their worth that actually is the common denominator between if they're successful or if they're not and how successful they are. We actually have a quiz called the worth deficit quiz to kind of get women to understand like, where are you? Do you have a worth debt or do you, are you worth investment? And where are you in that scale? And then how to kind of pull yourself out of that. One of the, the most, I think, exciting things that we've had, we have a lot of great stories and of clients that we've helped. One of the greatest things that we did was we worked with a woman who got laid off a month before COVID was overseas and moved back, had to move back to New York. And she's, you know, she's from New York, but had to move back to New York. And she was trying to get a job for six months before she came to us. And by the time that was over, she had no understanding of what she did or what she brought to the table anymore. She was defeated. She was depleted. She felt as though she was she was 42 and felt as if there was no opportunities for her, that the market was rejecting her because of her age. She was in tech. She was in the startup world. And she just didn't, she was like, I don't know if I could do this. And as she was interviewing, thought about taking jobs that were way below what she should be doing. And through the coaching and through really working with her to kind of say, okay, let's describe who you are and let's build your tagline. It started and let's build, you know, let's get all the archives of all the incredible things that you've done and let's use that in your storytelling. She started recognizing that she was a badass, excuse me, but she was, right? Instead of this woman that was so depleted, she she didn't know anybody, went to London to open an office, got kicked out because they messed up the visa and had to live in Barcelona and didn't speak Spain for four months by herself. And, you know, I was like, that is exactly the kind of thing you should be talking about. So she went from not having any job offers to literally getting three offers in 10 days and went into this really high level position running a CMS team and reporting to the CEO. And for her, she was like, I can't believe that I got to do this. And then got to negotiate that salary because she had two other job offers. Wow. And she's like, I am so grateful for you to you. And I was like, I didn't do it. You did it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I just reminded you of who you were. And I think that's the beauty of coaching. I don't, I don't do anything except help women remind themselves of their beauty, of who they are, of their, their excellence, their delivery excellence. And a lot of times we just lose that along the way. Mm. We've been diminished by a lot of other things and we forget. Yeah. Beautiful. 
Well, Jackie, we are at the end. That was a beautiful way to finish. I'm so glad that you were able to help her in that way. And let's celebrate her for finding her worth and being able to negotiate exactly what she wanted. And we are at the end. So I want to encourage you, if you are a modern Gen X woman, to go ahead and go to that link that we gave you earlier at moderngenxwoman.com forward slash manifesto. Find out more about Jackie and her company. And we do love feedback. So please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes. You can send in questions or guest suggestions as well to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. I do want to give a shout out today on the show to Jilline Schneider, who actually sent us a donation. So thank you so much for that, Jilline. And we want to thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.